Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. This one is for day two of Tribal Games 41, and what a day it was. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. In a normal day, before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. During travel games, there's no blue sheets, so there's no blue sheet report, but there is a schedule. I'm going to give you a tribal games report. This is your tribal games report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, the weather was perfect for tribal games. It was a little cloudy in the morning, and then the sun came out. It was nice and warm after lunch, and then it got down and cool. And just stayed there. It's, I would say, nice and cool right now, probably 60 degrees. There's a sense that there's going to be a cooler front coming. You can feel it in the air. But it is just ideal sports weather. And the boys and the counselors took good advantage. This was such a busy day. The day started at Reveille. And we had a, the assembly at 740 in the tribal meeting areas. And 755, the flag went up. 8 o'clock was silent breakfast. And, you know, this is my 8th, 7th. You don't really count last year. My seventh tribal games, and, you know, quiet quiet meals are, are a various gradient of quiet. For whatever reason, maybe it's the outdoor seating or whatever, but these are silent meals. People are so focused on being quiet. It's really confusing. Uh, there were a couple brain teasers, the Houdat and the Harry Potter quiz, and then there was inspection. I don't know if you knew this, but there's inspection every single day at tribal games and that means that the boys stand next to their bunks and their an inspector comes through and they they are inspected for cleanliness and a lack of disheveledness and then their beds are as well and so are their cubbies there's a personal and bed inspection that's how we keep the wheels in the wagon around here during such an all-consuming event at 10 o'clock the fourth tournament round happened it was Bears versus Eagles and Owls versus Stags. And that's the Rovers had Newcomb, which is a modified volleyball. The Preps had tennis. The Middies had a swim meet. The Minters had basketball. The Satchers had combined football kick. And as those go up, just so you know, the, the total available points for the Rovers, Preps, and Middies are 20. And then for the Minters and the Satchers, it's 50, which means the winner gets for the lower numbers 10, 5, 3, and 2 by. First, second, third, fourth. And then for the 50-point events, 20, 15, 10, and 5. Then there's a fifth tournament round. Bears versus Owls, Eagles versus Stags. The Rovers played basketball. The Preps had a swim meet. The Middies had combined baseball throw. The Minters had football. The Satyrs had cross country. And then it was time for silent lunch. That was next. Then there was a spelling bee. You might think a spelling bee doesn't fit. But Cobbacy boys tend to be able to make anything into a contest. And obviously, spelling bees are contests. And it was just great watching everybody compete. It is often that a camper and a staff member are left. Sometimes two campers, sometimes two staff members. That's actually the most rare. However, that is what happened today. Giancarlo for the Stags and Ryan Breedlove for the Bears were last. And there are a few words that I have never heard of before. And I don't want to be self-aggrandizing, but I don't have a small vocabulary. And there are and there are definitely words that no one had ever heard before. 
There's this other funny thing that was happening because Jonesy, Matt Jonesy Jones, who's our staffing director and our adventure director, and also hails from the East Midlands of the UK, was reading the words. And so anytime it was a really hard word, everyone would just assume it was his accent. And then they would make David Peoples say it, who is not a Brit. And he would say the same word that Jonesy said. And they would go back and forth and say the word a bunch of times. Anyway, um, a few other words came through. Optimistic, um, peccadillo. Um, the one he wanted on... Oh, there was definitely Phenomenon and Epiphany. Uh, anyway, there was a couple that had to do with French cooking that no one had ever heard of before. There was some form of... Oh, a uh, papillette. A papillette. That's right. Uh, no one could spell that, so it went all the way through the whole group. Anyway, the, this, this, the spelling bee is always a highlight, and we always have to find a gong at the last minute. Today it was a... A uh, big, huge pot lid struck by a walking staff. Ding. Giancarlo won, by the way. Giancarlo has won the staff spelling bee and now the travel game spelling bee. Can he do it a third time for Color War? Only time shall tell. Giancarlo, brought to you by Bowdoin College. He goes to Bowdoin. He's a Bowdoin bear. 145 rest hour, 245 Prep for the huge relay. The huge relay is a huge relay that everybody on the team must participate in. There's many, 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 many legs. And it starts with four little guys having to jump out of bed and take all their clothes off, except for their swimsuits, uh, to get ready for the relay, quote-unquote. And then they tag someone off, and then we're off to literally the races where everyone flies around and uh, does all kinds of things. They they run through the run around the entire Big loop. They mountain bike from one place to another. They kick a field goal. They throw a, a touchdown. They do all kinds of things. And you have to, everybody's very nervous and very excited to participate in the huge relay. And it was very close today. Very close in general. The scores kept being close. And then the relay was close. And uh, I'll get into the huge relay at the end of this podcast. But it was great. And then we have team time. Theme for the impromptu skit was released. The impromptu skit will be performed tomorrow. They get a very short amount of time to create a skit based on a theme and some characters. Lots of people wearing their hat backwards with beards painted on them for me and lots of other funny, usually there's a flannel shirt involved. And then there's staff cross country, a silent dinner. And of course, you have to you have to test the knowledge of the boys. We had a Disney quiz. One staff member, one rover, one midi, and that was it per tribe. And then the sixth round happened this evening. Bears versus Stags, Owls versus Eagles. The Rovers played Gaga. The Preps played Soccer. The Middies had Tugs of War. And the Minters and the Sachers had Awesome Ball, combined Awesome Ball. That was great. And then what just finished, literally just finished, was Staff Basketball. Eagles versus Stags and Bears versus Owls. And I just went over to Staff Basketball. And in the moment I went over there, for in the final game, I watched... Troy Robertson, one of our Sachem 2 counselors, rise above the fray and sink a three-pointer to win it. Everyone went crazy. The Stags ran out and stormed the field. So the Stags got a huge little burst of points right at the end of the day. And that is your travel game schedule for today, the second day of travel games.
It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy, and those times are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. The huge relay is a tradition here at Cobbacy, and it's a way to get all of the boys and all of the counselors on one team, all on the same I guess you'd call it path on the same team, the same exact relay team, while competing against three other relay teams doing exactly the same stuff. There's some silly elements, and there's some serious elements. There's often a math problem. Sometimes there's darts. Today, someone had to go running over to Tom Donahue's house and say, can we please play some more awesome ball, and then run back. So there's elements like that. There's always a little bit of controversy because the, the relay is always evolving uh and and so you have to be very careful as a judge which we all are the red team um is is very particular about the way things happen during the relay so there's not arguments later i was in charge of the football throw today which meant that four people had to throw a football 20 yards and then it had to be caught one-handed you can use the body uh, before the person who's catching is approved by the judge in this case me and then they run the rest of the way to touch another person whose job is to then themselves jump up in the air and hit the crossbars of the field goals. So it all happened on football. And because you never really know when the relay is coming around the bend, everybody gets there way too early and then hangs out, which is great. Cobbacy is full of funny, good-hearted, and good-natured boys and, and staff who like to hang out. So it's kind of awesome. You have this this protracted hangout period followed by a absolutely panic-filled <laughs> adrenaline-soaked moment where you have to do your one thing. And I got to hang out today with a couple boys I've known for a long time and a couple new boys. And there is this new boy, and I'm not going to use his name, but if his parents hear this, they'll know who I'm talking about. And he, uh, I wouldn't say that he is, is especially good at sports, or at least he would tell you he isn't. Um, and so I would say his run-up to throwing the football was highly unconventional. But this thing happened where he would—he was practicing because he was worried he couldn't throw it 20 yards. He would—he would gallop up to the line, and he would throw this ball, and it would come out a perfect laser beam spiral. And he looked just as surprised as anybody else at this outcome at first. Then he started to realize that's something he could do. But if you were to judge his his eventual pass based on the ramp up to the pass, you'd think that the ball was going to go 45 degrees in the wrong direction, but it, it would come out of his hand laser beam style. And I was next to one of the older boys who I know very well. Um, and I'm like, is it, just, is it just me? Or is that a surprisingly good football pass? He's like, yeah, it's surprising me too. Literally Cobbacy families, this boy, um, he, he didn't want to talk about sports at all. When we were, when we were, when I met him, he just wanted to show me his ant farm. And so it's just, it's just one of those cool things where who knows what this boy is learning about himself right there in the middle of the giant relay. And, you know, we maybe played a, a round or two of catch and 
and everybody saw the relay going by behind us, and it went down by the climbing wall, and then it appeared again, and it disappeared up the hill. Someone was chasing a lacrosse ball with a lacrosse stick, and then flying around the corner again it went. And then mountain bikes went zipping by at some point, and then there was sort of a gathering roar, and everybody stopped messing around and got real serious real fast. Nobody was throwing the football anymore, and everybody lined up. Do I stand here? What do I do? And they had already asked all those questions, and they were very excited. And then it came through, and wouldn't you know it, the same boy I've been talking about threw a perfect spiral. First guy to throw it landed right in the older boy's hands. He cupped it next to his body and took off running. And that boy looked so happy. He had just executed perfectly his leg of the relay for his team, and he couldn't have been more pleased. It's a small thing, but if you knew the longer arc of that boy's story and path to here, it would mean something to you. And I did, and it does. Before we close today, I think you should hear the scores because it is the end of day two, and they are close. In fourth place, with 253 points, and that's before the staff basketball scores get registered, so that's a much higher number now, is the Stags, 253. In third place, with 280.5 points are the Bears. And in second place, with 2.5 points more, the Eagles. And then leading the pack at 305 points is are the Owls, 305.5. So 253, 280.5, 283, and 305 points. That is an indication that the, that the great minds of Cobbacy, the GMOC, which is a small committee that meets up to split up the teams, got it just, just about perfect. That means that the, the camper teams per age group and the boys per age group are split just right down the middle because the competitions are super close. So who knows what the next three days is going to bring us here in Tribal Games, but what a second day and what a day tomorrow we shall have. Very, very exciting Day two has come to a close, and it's time for bed. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. And your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, exhausted after all this competition, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Once more.